Have you thought about becoming a career coach, but not sure what it's really like? Not sure how to get started? Well, we've got you covered. Let's drop into this week's conversation of how to become a career coach. And welcome to the How to Become a Career Coach podcast. I am very excited for today's episode because we have a guest with us that has a varied background in her her career, but as she went through and explored, she wanted to move down the career coaching path. She had an interesting set of twists and turns along the way and even resulted in some other career shifts that uh, that we'll tell you all about here in a moment. However, I wanted to welcome Jennifer Spoma to the How to Become a Career Coach podcast. How are you? I'm good. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Absolutely. I'm really curious. I know a little bit about your background, but I I know there's things that uh, that I don't know. And for everyone else's benefit that's here listening, what did you do before becoming interested in career coaching? Can you share a little bit about your career leading up to that? Yeah. The, the full background, my first ever real professional job was in youth ministry working in a church. Yeah. And then from there, I moved more into marketing and communication roles. So I worked at an insurance company for a while. I worked at a solar technology company for a little bit. And then I moved into a technology software company. And that was really where I spent the most time in my career so far. And that role was in, it was in our product education department. And so I was responsible for a lot of the training of both our staff and our teams, but also all of our clients and in charge of creating like instructional design and courses and training materials for everyone. So that was just like a dream role because it was using a lot of the communications skills that I was trained in and liked using, but working more directly with people rather than the marketing, like to the masses, which for me, isn't as rewarding as the one-on-one types of interaction. What caused you to become interested in coaching in the first place in any capacity? What led up to that? I guess it's been around for a long time. Back when I was in college, actually, I one time was work, my, spent my summer leading in a high school t- teenage like discipleship course. I mean, yeah. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah, it was so high schoolers would come and spend 10 days with us. And as part of our training, we actually got coaching training, which at that point I had never heard of before. Um, but yeah, somebody came in and they were a life coach and they taught us how to ask coaching questions and help people kind of come to realizations, you know, and help them solve their own problems. And I was just like, this is amazing. This is so fun. And it was easy. Like, I think it came so naturally to me. And I loved that in the training process, like I was 19 at the time, yeah. but I was able to coach people in their 30s, like during these practice sessions. And I, I didn't think, oh, this will be my career at that time. But I just remember thinking like, wow, when you listen to people and you pay attention to what they're saying and you're willing to be vulnerable and authentic, it is so cool that you can help people overcome hurdles when you don't even under when you haven't even experienced their struggle, right? So that was like 
the first thing. I'm super curious about that. Something that you said, that's a common question that comes up is people are thinking about becoming a coach way back in the period where they're just starting to think about it. That's one of the mental traps that many of us fall into a lot of the time about, well, I'm only a certain age or I don't have this set of experiences or whatever else. But it sounds like you almost quashed that early on because you had that experience at, you said, 19 years old, right? Yeah. And you were coaching people that were decades older. Yes. I will say, yeah, but me saying that, I have not evaded those types of imposter <laughs> syndrome going through. It still comes coaching. up, yeah. Oh my gosh, like crazy. Um, yeah, I feel that way a lot. And to to be fair, like I yeah. also feel that way because I have been questioned and criticized for my age when I like go to networking events and stuff. Like I have been people have said things to me like, How old are you? Twenty four? What do you know about a <laughs> what do you know about careers? You know, like so I have experienced actual criticism and it makes me um so that plays into my imposter syndrome but that being said um i've also had a lot of positive interactions and i've now that i am working with clients i have testimonials and so i'm like and i'm i've gotten better at explaining what i do too so that i can avoid some of those criticisms but yes that's that's huge it's it's terrifying to feel yourself that you might not be equipped but then to feel like other people aren't going to ever trust you that's a scary reality of this since career. you've been on both sides of that as you started thinking about becoming a career coach in particular and as you started moving down that path in a more intentional way because it sounds like way back when at 19 it was right. hey this person showed up they're teaching us to do this and i get the opportunity to work with right. you know 30 plus year olds and that was more of a happenstance sort of thing. But as this became more of an intentional path for you, what have you done to help you move through some of that imposter syndrome? Because you're right, every all of us still experience it in one capacity or another, right? Well, I think the biggest thing, so when I started to get more interested in like building my own business, coaching, I think, was still it wasn't really in my realm mostly because I think I was like pretty aware of some of the conversations and the culture about coaching and the people's like apprehensive of like, is that really a job? Or, you know, how do you just help people come to the realizations? Like, I think I was skeptical of the profession, Yeah. but I started to, I've always been like a creator. So I've always, I've like been blogging for uh, about seven years, like on different topics. So it was about three years ago that I started focusing on career. And so one of the ways that like, I knew that I would overcome the imposter syndrome, but could also like have something to show is if just the more knowledge I had. And so I just started doing a lot of research about what helps people feel happy in their career. And especially if you are a creative, it's primarily negative. You know, it's like my soul sucking nine to five and, you know, I just can't wait to get out of my day job. Like there's a very negative perception about work. And so I was like, that's not like what I want my future to look like. But I also don't like want everyone else to be trapped thinking that that's what their life has to look like. So it was, um, yeah, three years ago, I started to blog and create videos and podcast. And like I, I did basically all things at once. So I would write a blog post. And then for that blog post, I was also creating a video and podcast because yeah. it was a lot of work, but I was trying to see what actually stuck and what what was most accessible for people, what they actually listened to. So I knew what to start investing in more. 
and the podcast won. So I'm glad to be on a podcast because podcasts are great. People, <laughs> it's easy for people to listen to them. Um, they feel connected to you. You can explain a lot more than you can in a blog post. And so I still do those other things, but that's, I guess, what I started to do to resolve that. Um, How did that tension. lead you down the path towards career coaching? career coaching? Yeah. Tell me a little bit about what, uh, yeah. what happened in between there that kept leading you that direction. So once I started that, it was the questions that I started getting. Um, because again, like I didn't have a business strategy with the content stuff. I was like creating all this for free as like a hobby that was very exhausting, um, but fun, but exhausting. And so when I started getting people responding back to like my emails or asking me questions and reaching out for help with when they were looking for a new job or, you know, when they had an interview coming up, like I loved that. And I was like, yes, I will make time in my schedule to help you, you know? And so I think I had been very hesitant to start a business of my own that was client focused because I did a lot of client trainings in my job. And I knew that when my schedule started to get filled up with meetings and I didn't have like wiggle room to work on projects, I got really drained pretty quickly. So I think I had, that's why, I mean, it took me a very long time to launch. I mean, I think a long time to launch a business because I just wasn't sure if I would like it in the long run. But once I actually started to do some of the working with people um, and and doing some coaching and then getting to be part of their story and having them reach back to me when they got the offers and, you know, negotiating. Like I was like, this is the bomb. Like, this is awesome. I want, I want to do this more. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So that's, I had a transition point in my life when um, my husband and I moved from the city I was in and I started to work remotely for my company and it was good. I mean, like things were good and I, love that company, but it just long-term, I was like, if I'm already going to be working by myself at my house and like, I, it's time to like take myself seriously and do what I want. So that was sort of my, what opened up. I think had I been still working in person and in my office where there was more just growth opportunity, it might've taken me longer to make the decision to jump into career coaching. Cause I enjoyed my work. But yeah, I had an opportunity and it was kind of like, let's try to do this. So that's how I got from just talking about career to actually making the decision. How did you get your first paying client? Tell me about that. My first paying client. So this is funny. <laughs> oh gosh, this is not that like reflective of how I got everyone else, but this is an interesting tactic. All right, so let's uh, okay. let's hear this, and then let's hear the difference between uh, okay. you know clients, you know two, three, four, etc. Yeah. Okay, so my first paying client came from Bumble Biz. Bumble, the Bumble Biz. Bumble the dating app, which Fantastic. I never used because I was married before. Um, like Bumble became a thing, but there is a networking component to Bumble that you can, you can download the biz. And I will say it's not completely networking. Like there is other people that just think, Oh, I want to try and find professionals to date. But I was on Bumble biz and I made a connection with somebody locally who was looking for a career coach. And so we met for coffee, talked about like how I could help her. And she became my first playing client. That's amazing. (laughs) So what, uh, what type of conversation led up to that? How did that uh, go, if you don't mind sharing? 
so on my like Bumblebiz like profile, it explained that I was a career coach. I liked working with creatives. And on hers, she had said that she is like a new entrepreneur, but she's pulled in a lot of different directions and she's looking for like mentors. Like that's why she was on the app. And so I reached out to her and I was like, Hey, I'd just love to know more about your business. Like what are some of the things that you're thinking of? You know, I'd love to help you if I can. And, and so she kind of, she messaged back about like the different directions that she wanted to take her business. And, but then sent another message immediately. Like this is a very easy sale, like for me. Yeah. Cause then she messaged back, she's like, actually, you know, my aunt was just talking to me about how helpful like coaches have been in her life. And I've actually started to think about working with a coach. Like, can we meet up to talk about that? So I was, I didn't pitch her right away. I was really just thinking I was going to offer some value first and then hoping I'd get to the point where I could be like, if you, I can help you further, but she was like ready for a coach. That was really an interesting. And I don't think a very, that's not accurate for how my other clients have always come on. But um, yeah, she was, the conversation was pretty short before she was saying like, I'm interested in a coach. And then when we met the sales, like kind of consultation was a lot of just coaching and helping her to find some clarity in what she was doing. And then it made the offer extremely easy to make. Cause I was like, I can help you like do this, 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 we could meet this frequently. And so it was pretty easy. Do you remember what that first offer was out of curiosity? So she was a college student, yeah. um, still a student. So my first offer, it was uh, $200 for like one meeting a month and then one like email check-in a month. That is fantastic for a few different reasons. I have met so many people that want to become a coach. However, they're faced with a similar situation where somebody is asking and saying, hey, actually, I'm thinking about working with a career coach. Could we talk about that? And instead of saying, yeah, sure, uh, many times that imposter syndrome will pop up and they'll say, you know what? I'm not like I'm going through it. I'm going through a certification or I'm yeah. thinking about training and all of these things come out. So what do you feel like gave you the confidence at that point in time to say, yeah, heck yeah, we'll let's go and get some coffee and we'll we'll figure this out. OK, well, part of the reason was that I at that time I was in the professional career coach certifi certification training with you. Um, I think it was like right in the middle of it. And so, so that, had, that did happen right at the, right at the, yeah. okay, fantastic. I yeah, was thinking so that as we got to, as we were talking about it, was that inside as we yeah. started working through the training? That is, a, that's amazing. That's Yeah, it is. And I, I will, maybe we'll talk about this a little bit more later, but I will say is like, I decided to sign up for that, for the training because I knew I mean, like, I mean, I wanted the training and, I, but I wanted the network of other people that were building the same types of businesses. And I really wanted all of the, the resources. Cause I knew I would get, I would get hung up and not start offering something. If I felt like I didn't, I don't know the workflow or I don't know what types of steps to lead them through. So that was extremely valuable to me. And once I knew, like, even if I don't have it all figured out right now, it's accessible cause it's right there. Then I can start offering and for context, the the training that Jenny's talking about here is our professional career coach training and certification. And we got the pleasure of working through that with you as you were going through some of these initial stages at the same time. So what happened with the 
next clients. Because okay. as you said, it was drastically different from client number one yeah. to, <laughs> yeah. and, and yes, you, you had uh, enough confidence to be able to say, yeah, let's go and let's figure this out and recognize that, hey, this is an opportunity where somebody wants to work with me and uh, they're already set up to be able to receive the coaching. But then two, three, et cetera, didn't happen that way. Yes. What, how did they? Yes. So my next client came because I started to do the whole like funnel approach, like where first I was leading an online workshop. So when I started and I started promoting that on social media of like, I'm going to run this workshop. Um, and this is like what I'll teach you. I had someone reach out to me and they were like, Hey, you know, I know that what you're doing is career coaching, but like they'd been following me for a while and like we'd had some connection and they were like, but I'm really looking for some coaching for my business and I'm wondering if this might be a good fit. And so what I, I, she came to the workshop that I was leading, which, you know, she felt like it resonated with her still a lot because it was still about like, how do you move forward when you're, when you're creative and when you don't really know how to like package yourself as this really like specific career person into a specific field, you know? Yeah. Um, so she, she came from the workshop and she was still pretty, I mean, she was an amazing like client to have because she was actually very like affirming to me too, where she was like, like, no, I've seen like all the things you do and the way that you talk to your clients and the way that like, you're like the image that you've kind of created for yourself is like very authentic and genuine. And like, if I'm going to be going into building my own business, like that's like, I want to learn from someone like you. And I was like, Holy cow. Like that was just, I know, but I was like, that's like, also it was yeah. really perfect. I, so I feel like I fail a lot in the marketing world because I just can't keep up with some of those, like the things that you're supposed to do. Um, and so that was a good learning experience of just like when you have a service-based business where you only need a handful of clients, like your clients are probably going to be a lot better if you're getting them and treating them in a way that like you'd want to be treated. And I think in today's world where like there's so many intense marketing messages out there, like I'm not saying you shouldn't market because you need to market, but like, I think there's something to be said for like doing it in a way that's like genuine and honest. Um, so she, that's, I got her, she went through like basically that full funnel and like of the workshop and then a consultation call. And we like real came to the decision together that even though I'm not like, I don't usually bill myself as a business coach, I would still be able to help her with like the needs that she had. Um, so that was that one. And then, and then I had a ton of, these consultation calls. I mean, not a ton, I'd say like a dozen. That felt like a ton Yeah. where people were not able to afford it. Um, or like, you know, just not sure if they were ready or I had people saying, yes, I'm ready. And then I would send them like the follow up and the details. And then they'd be like, oh, I just got like a car bill or, oh, I just got sick and went to the hospital and I have a medical, like there was so many things and finances were very, that always ended up being the reason. And yeah that's really hard when, as a career coach, cause you're like, yes. What was the hardest part of that for you? I think the hardest part of it is like realizing 
like people shared their their finances with me and like what their current job was, what they were making. And that was it was hard to realize, yeah, like you aren't making enough money to pay for this. Like you probably don't have that money available. You probably don't have a savings account, you know, yeah. um, like that was hard. And um, like, I believe I do believe that the coaching that I could offer could help them get a better job or negotiate and get more money. Like I'm confident in that, but I've also been in, in, that, in a position in my life where I was not able to afford other things extra. And I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have paid for a coach at that time. So I think that's hard because I've been, I've been in different trainings where I've been like taught how to sell when you're, but I just, as a person, just, don't feel okay about that still. Um, especially when they're being transparent enough to say like, this is what I make per hour, or this is my salary. It's really hard to be like, yeah. And then it's also hard to justify. I mean, like I have, I have to make my living too. So I can't just keep working with people at, for free or a discounted rate. Yeah, I I always think that that's the that's such an interesting juxtaposition and it's difficult to put it mildly. And it sounds like this is part of what you're alluding to. It's difficult to be able to say, you know what? I believe the right thing for you is to not work with me, even though (laughs) it's like, hey, I I still know that I need to bring in this much revenue this much. But you feel like it's the right thing to do. Or in other cases, too, you know, part of the way that. I've worked through that with other people is looked at that as an opportunity to help them build a, a plan to be able to afford my work. That's not right for everybody. Some people are not in a place to where they're going to be able to benefit from that. Or even in the mindset, um, you know, maybe there are two or three steps behind being ready to look at it that way in terms of, Hey, I believe that this type of coaching is incredibly valuable. I also have this car bill. What am I going to do to be able to pay for both? Like, how am I going to make that happen? And that is a, for some people, that's a big stretch in terms of where they're at with their own self-development. But for other people, recognizing that that could be an opportunity is another way that I've worked through that that exact situation. But no matter what, it's always hard. It's always hard. It, yes, but I love that idea of helping them with a plan. Yeah, so I think after going through that phase for a bit where it just felt like, you know, there wasn't anything new coming yeah. or um, <laughs> going through that, the, the dip. <laughs> the dip. Yeah, Seth like that, calls it, yeah. That caused, caused a lot of anxiety for me. And just, um, I think it made me start to, yeah, I just, I knew I liked the coaching, but I was like having this dilemma of like, well, if I'm going to be successful, do I have to do all of these other things that I don't feel good about? You know, like that's like where my mind started going. And then I started just spending way too much time on social media because I started to believe that like all those social media strategies for just being visible and stuff were like the key to getting clients. But that was like not good for me either. Like I was not thriving when I was on social media for a couple hours a day. Like, so that's why, why was that? Was that because it was inauthentic for you or something else? Well, I think it's just, it's very hard to stay focused. So yes. even if I know that like I can go, I'm spo- I can go on there and do like an educational post or do a live or something and help people. 
I wait a lot of other times it gets wasted in that process. Um, but it's also just, it's hard to go on there and then you see like so many other bit, cause I know a lot of other entrepreneurs and I love supporting them, but it just feels like everyone's success, 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 or they're posturing themselves. And there's just so much, like, even though I support them and like want to cheer them on, like when you feel like you're failing or you aren't sure how you're going to make it, it is so exhausting and it, it's just overwhelming. Um, so I think it was more of, of that as I was just feeling so stressed by like the need to both present myself as successful so that I could gain trust from people, but I was not feeling successful. You know what I mean? I was, yes. was so confused. So it was just, it was mentally exhausting and not, I just don't think it was healthy, I guess, is my point. So that's, that was what really led me to, to the decision to start looking for like a job because I thought, okay, if I have a something else that's bringing in the majority of my income, even if it's on a, and I was hoping for a part-time basis, then it will take the pressure off of my coaching because I, I do realize like I jumped from not coaching, not having a business into like, this is my full-time thing, which is hard. So like, I wasn't thinking I deserve to have a full schedule of clients right now, but um, I did want to take the time to build the back, like to build my systems and processes. And so that's why I kind of made that jump from quitting my job to going into coaching. But after a couple of months, I was like, something's missing. And I think for my own mental security, I needed to know that I had income coming in so that. I could actually like build my business the way it wanted. I wanted it. I wanted it to run in the future. You and I got to have a conversation about that right at that kind of critical influx point. And if you don't mind, I'll I'll share what I remember from that conversation. One of the things it almost seemed like you were just starting to think about another another role. And it felt like you were really unsure about it. It almost felt like it was giving up per se. That's not the words that you used yeah. at the time, but that's very much how I remember uh, feeling like you were coming into the conversation with. And uh, and I don't think it was in any way whatsoever because you and I started talking about it and realized that there were two huge things that you needed that your current strategy was not doing for you. It wasn't wasn't allowing you to build the business in a really healthy way. And I think one of those was having the collaboration with so many other people, because uh, you and I had talked several times along the way where you thrive on that, like that, that totally changes your world. And if you're alone in a cave or only get to have coaching conversations, you know, a certain percentage of the week, then that wasn't very good for you. And then the other piece, if I remember correctly, was just resting assured that there was some measure of financial security, even though technically you kind of had it covered with uh, with things like savings and and you know the amounts that you were starting to build up for coming in for your business. Technically, that was there, but it seemed like there was still something that allowed you to be able to build and make decisions in a healthier way when you when you had a little yes. bit of that. Is that is that right? Or how, what yeah. else happened? What do you remember it, out of that conversation? I think that's totally accurate. Um, yeah, it was like. I was tired of just working on my own and realizing I would kind of get stuck in my own thoughts. And like, I really thrive when I like 
get feedback or, yeah. and I know like that I am contributing like in an excellent way. Right. And so yes. like when it was not feeling like I was succeeding, even though I was having successes, like I can look back at that now and be like, yeah, I was starting a new business, like, and I had successes. It did not feel that way. And so um, I really was like just craving something where I knew there would be like clear projects and objectives so that I knew I could meet them. And just, that's just, this just helps me be at my best, you know? Um, and then, yeah, the, the finances were big. Um, I think also the other thing was that was playing into, this is, this was more of like a fear, I would say, than like a strategy thing. But yeah. I was like also very concerned about jumping into career coaching at my age and thinking like, oh my gosh, like the world, the working world and companies are changing just so much right now. And that's exciting. And if I like rule myself out from like that knowledge at this point in my life, like what opportunities might I rule, like, could I be ruling myself out of, I guess, is like both from work that I really loved doing, um, but also just from knowledge of like, what it's actually like, like to work in companies because like, I mean, they're changing so much. So if I'm just working on my own and by myself, how will I stay like knowledgeable and on the forefront where, cause I even noticed that is like, I used to have endless amounts of things to talk about on my podcast when I was working in an organization and like dealing with problems, you know? And then like when I was just by myself, it felt very hard to have the inspiration of like what to talk about, what to teach about, because it just wasn't as present in my mind. Um, I've kind of gotten over that a little bit now that I have more clients that I'm working with, but that was definitely a fear as I'm like, am I making this decision too early in my career? So what advice would you give to somebody who is in, if we go back a little bit here in their they're embarking on setting out their their own business. You know, maybe they don't quite have their first client, or maybe they have you know a couple of clients in. What advice would you give them based on what you've gone through at this point in in terms of how to how to continue to build and grow their ultimate goal of running a, a coaching business? Yeah, um, I'd say like a a strategy or an approach that I would recommend would be to consider doing group coaching. That's actually what I ended up moving to when I launched a program and we just wrapped the first one, which is cool. Woo-hoo. Uh, woohoo, Way yeah. But I know that was awesome because it was structured just very differently. Um, but it also was a way that I was able to charge a lower price point. And again, my clientele, I guess, is like they're more, they're creative, like millennial professionals. And a lot of them, they're either like, I have had a lot of clients that are like within their first five years of college graduation, some that are older, but they're, they've still, they've always identified more with their creative self than their professional self. And so finances have been hard with my, with my target audience, which is part of the difficulty of my business model, but I'm still working on that. But, um, Group coaching was a great way to like offer a lower price point to people, but also the the conversations that they had and the questions that were asked. I think it was just a lot more interesting and um, maybe I'm not saying more beneficial than the one-on-one coaching because the one-on-one coaching has been awesome too, but 
yeah, I think being having a group and then like that gives you more testimonials. And if you're walking them through like more of a course or a program rather than open ended coaching. Yeah, it's awesome because you're like, okay, this is going to be a six week thing. This is your starting point. This is going to be your end point. And so I've just found like that was really helpful for me to get clients saying back to me like what it was I actually did for them rather than the more ongoing coaching model where they can look back and see the difference. But it's since it's so personal, it doesn't feel as strategic, maybe. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I think that just knowing you and knowing your personality and knowing those areas that you have a tendency to thrive, I think for someone like you, group coaching makes so much sense because first of all, you're getting more of that feedback that you crave that and yeah. need in order to in order to flourish. And at the same time, your target market benefits from that price point uh, versus the one-on-one approach, which doesn't make sense for all of them. Some of them, yes, but doesn't make sense for all of them. And then also it expands your, if we want to call it a product and service line as well, to where you have you have more offerings. If if they can't afford one-on-one coaching, that's great. We move them into into the group coaching and it it really allows that additional flexibility for both you and your business. So I, I think it just makes so much sense, especially in your situation. Yeah. I'm curious, can you just share just a little bit about as you went in and moved into the group coaching? I know people who are listening to this are always curious for those details in terms of you know, how you, you know, what did you, what did you charge or how much did I did how much did it cost or, you know, how did you structure it and set it up? I heard six weeks, I heard a lower price point. I heard you're working with them as a group, but uh, if you don't mind, could you take about 30 seconds and share some details? details. Okay. Yeah. So one, um, the first time I launched it, I launched it very clearly. This is a beta run. This is the first time I'm doing it. If you join, I'm going to give you a super good deal discount, but also like you, you give me feedback and also a testimonial. Like that was kind of like what they were buying. So I offered it at $150. So cheap, very cheap. Um, It was five 90 minute sessions. So five weeks. And then I also offered each participant two one-on-one sessions that I recommended like one before we started and then one in the middle towards the end to help them individually And yeah, we met on Tuesday evenings for 90 minutes and I walked them through the process of um, understanding their strengths to um, personalizing those so that they could talk about them Um, and then helping them design experiments and figure out like what types of jobs they were really looking for and then um, communicating, like how do they communicate their personal brand and then like all of the the details of like the resumes, negotiation, cover letters, LinkedIn, all that type of stuff. That's so, awesome. Appreciate you yeah. sharing and going into that detail. What do you feel like having having an additional role? Because you know, at the end of that conversation that I mentioned a while back, uh, when you were considering, hey, how do I do this differently? How do I get this collaboration? How do I resolve the concern about finances? How do I do this in a much more healthy, viable way? What, what do you feel like that has given you in, after you made that decision and you found a role relatively quickly and found a role that was really high flexibility and offered all of these other things <laughs> that you needed too? crazy what happens when you go looking for it, right? 
It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy when you are, I mean, it was awesome. It was great too. Cause I got to use it as a story, like a very relevant pre- like story about how, like, cause you know, in the, in the professional career coaching training, we learned about how to help clients create their ideal career profile. And I really stuck to it when I was looking for jobs. And so it was awesome to be able to talk to clients and be like, yeah, this is the type of position that I was looking for, this type of work I wanted to do. But these are also like, this is the flexibility that I wanted. This is the control I wanted over my schedule. And so, um, yeah, sometimes it sounds too magical. It sounded a little too like, how did that just happen for you? Um, But I can explain how it happened because I'm like, I followed these steps that I'm helping you to do. Um, But it's been amazing. It's been a consulting project. And so the hours are flexible. I still get to put priority on my career coaching, which is huge. And it's a small startup company. And so it's really like fun and engaging. And one of the ways that the company is trying to grow is by doing like strategic partnerships with bigger companies. Yeah. And for me, thinking of the future of my career coaching business, that's an avenue I'm really compelled by is like, how can I work with businesses on a consulting level and offer packages for their employees and for their management? And so that was also like just a dream come true is I feel like I got to be part of a company and see all that behind the scenes and strategy that like will help me with growing my business in the future. So that was cool. So it's, it's been really inspiring to be working with a team that's like just really motivated and working together but also to be learning from a company that's, you know, I mean, it's a few stages ahead of me, but it's not so far out of reach since it's not like a fully formalized corporation yet um, that it's been inspiring to help me see like potential for how I could grow my business. This is absolutely fantastic. I appreciate you taking the time and coming on and sharing your story and how this happened and also what was more difficult versus what worked and not just the one side that uh, you alluded to. You you know, people might get on social media earlier. So I appreciate you uh, in a no hold barred type of type approach here. Where can people find out more about your business or more about you if they're interested in learning more about your story? Yeah, the best place is my website. So it's jenniferspoolma.com. So J-E-N-N-I-F-E-R. And then spoolma is S-P-O-E-L-M-A.com. So that's the best place. I have a lot of fun resources on there. Like I have a decision-making style quiz where you can figure out how you make decisions and help you just evaluate them better. And information about my one-on-one coaching and group coaching is all there too. That is fantastic. Go check it out. Learn more about her and her story. You have been a ton of fun to work with, and I'm so uh, thankful that we got to sit, sit front row seeing you put all of these things into action. It's been so so much fun, to put it mildly, and you are a pleasure every single time we get to talk. So thank you thank again. Thank you. Thank you so much, and I appreciate all that you've done and all that happened to your career has done to help me get into this and launch my business. So thank you so much. Thanks for listening to How to Become a Career Coach. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast player. For more resources, go to becomeacareercoach.com. Oh,